the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Dawn is coming back. You'll be glad to know that CNN has made it possible for you to get up tomorrow morning and do what everybody else in America does. Not watch Don Lemon. As you know, he was given a couple of days off for having said that women are out of their prime when they get out of their 40s. An unbelievably stupid thing for a liberal who claims to love everyone equally to say. Uh, But when he didn't show up for work yesterday after missing Friday, the speculation was that he was done. But I guess he had a meeting with uh, the boss uh, named Chris Licht, L-I-C-H-T. And this is what uh, Chris said. Quote, I sat down with Dan and had a frank and meaningful conversation. He has agreed to participate in formal training as well as continuing to listen and learn. We take this situation very seriously. So we got the old going to training routine going here. Who comes, who comes up with this training? And where do you go for it? Um, how long does it last? When and how do they determine that you're you know, ready to graduate and, I guess, become a regular human being? Well, Don's a 56-year-old man. He needs training to know that women don't become useless after age 49? And again, how long does that training last? Will it take a long time for Don to be convinced that what he said was dumb? Unfortunately for Don, lots of women at CNN have said that if he comes back, they're leaving. Apparently there are some women over there who are approaching the age, or maybe they're already there, when Don considers them out of their prime. Don's also been known to scream at his co-hosts, uh, who are two women, by the way, after the show, he's been known to do that, for doing something as bad as interrupting him. The guy's been at CNN for a long time. His ratings have been in the toilet for a really long time. And he's already been demoted from prime time to the mornings. So now he's hoping to come back from being suspended. Did I mention that his ratings stink? Uh, again, his ratings stink. It's television. And when your ratings stink for a long time, you should expect to be fired. But here's another thing you should be aware of when your ratings stink and you work in television or anywhere else, I guess. The patience that people have with your decision to be a diva tends to kind of go away when your ratings go down the toilet. Don's a diva. And you never really want to root for anybody to lose a job, unless, of course, it's Don Lemon. Uh, When we come back, five cops in Memphis lost their jobs few weeks ago because of what they did to Tyree Nichols. We'll talk to an expert on the subject of police who says policing is in a death spiral. And in our second half hour, James O'Keefe is out at Project Veritas. We'll see if we can find out why from a woman who's known him for a long time. Stick around. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hey, I'm Andy. I started Harry's because I was frustrated with buying razors at the drugstore. And when I say frustrated, I mean like so upset I called my friend Jeff. Hello, this is Jeff. 
Jeff, I'm at the store, and I don't get why these razors... Cost so much? Yeah, and do they need to look like robots? Ah, dude, I know, and it's so frustrating how expensive they are. Getting ripped off sucks. We gotta do something about this. Why don't we make our own high-quality razors at much better prices? Actually, I heard about this German razor factory that makes some really high-quality blades. Really? Okay, maybe that's not exactly how it went. But we did buy that German factory, where we're turning high-quality steel into super-sharp blades for a smooth shave at a great price. Seriously, as low as $2 per cartridge. Over the past 10 years, 20 million people have tried Harry's. Join them and get your starter set now. That's a five-blade razor, weighted handle, and shave gel, all for just 3 bucks with free shipping. Backed by our quality guarantee. If you don't like it, it's on us. Just go to harrys.com now and enter code MODERN at checkout. That's harrys.com code MODERN. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Did you know that the average price of a used car is up over 40% from just a year ago? The cost of living has gone up and the cost for auto repairs is rising as well. The car you have needs to last you longer than ever. So if your vehicle has less than 150,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all, you need to call CarShield at 800-523-8667. We've just announced a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle service plan to help save thousands of dollars on out-of-pocket expenses for future auto repairs. While the cost for new and used cars continue to go up, CarShield offers protection plans at an all-time low. Drivers who activate their plan today will also receive 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, courtesy towing and emergency tire, battery, and key lockout service. Call 800-523-8667 today to save 20% on your plan. That's 800-523-8667. Keep your car protected. Call 800-523-8667. Again, 800-523-8667. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. The Tyree Nichols story hasn't been in the news much lately, but it's only a matter of time before we have another incident like it with someone dying or being severely injured during contact with police. And, of course, racism will be blamed. No one has done more to explain the causes of incidents like the one in Memphis involving Nichols than Heather McDonald. She's contributing editor at City Journal. She's also author of The Diversity Delusion, The War on Cops, and Are Cops Racist? And she joins us now. Heather, thanks for coming on the show again. Always good to have you. Thanks, John. And if I could mention, I've got a book that you can pre-order now, a new one called When Race Trumps Merit, that is relevant to our discussion today. What's it called? When Race Trumps Merit. Okay. That... It's available on Amazon. Okay, very good. Um, so uh, why should we expect more incidents like the one involving Tyree Nichols and not fewer of them? Because the dominant narrative about policing in this country, one that is constantly embraced and amplified by President Joe Biden is that policing is systemically racist. A cop on, who starts uh, working tomorrow from the first day he's on the job will be presumed to be a racist. That narrative is driving people away from the profession. Resignations and retirements are at record rates. And as a result, you have a vicious cycle that's been put into play with rising crime, uh, officers depolicing, and in desperate effort to try to fill up the depleted ranks, uh, departments are lowering hiring standards. The lowering of hiring standards is going on on two parallel tracks. One, simply to try and get warm bodies into the police academies, but the other source of lowered hiring standards has been going on for decades, and that is the pressure to so-called diversify police ranks. What we saw with Tyree Nichols, which was an absolutely horrific, heartbreaking, 
unbearable thing to watch were five officers who clearly had no understanding of tactics. They never should have been hired. Uh, they were not racist. They were incompetent. And as long as the racism narrative paradoxically remains dominant, we're going to be continuing lowering standards and have more incidents like this. And it, how long did it take for the usual people to immediately claim it was racism, even though the five cops were black? Uh, it, it, the same people came out of the woodwork and would not let it go. Well, even before the videos were released, Joe Biden said it was due to systemic racism in our criminal justice system. After the videos were released, he doubled down on that idea that every time a uh, child, black child goes outside, he has to worry about getting killed by the cops. In his State of the Union address two weeks ago, he once again claimed that there was a, a racism problem in policing. So, yes, it's constant. Now, I, you know, the idea, I'm not going to say that the fact that these cops were black is per se evidence that racism was not involved, because I'm not willing to give any credence to the idea that had they been white, uh, racism would have been a more plausible hypothesis. I want evidence in either case, and in this case, there is no evidence. You you want evidence based on looking at the video and and also looking at the qualifications or lack thereof of the cops. That's evidence. Right. Yeah. Are, are they are they saying anything that suggests you know that they're going after this guy because he's black? Frankly, you know the the left says well a black cop can be anti-black racist too. That's not an implausible hypothesis one could imagine and again john i'm saying this purely in a hypothetical way that one could imagine that police training is fundamentally white supremacist and every cop that goes through training learns to think that blacks deserve to be beat up i'm not saying that's what's going on but in that situation yes a black cop could be uh, racist against blacks but that is obviously a completely fanciful hypothesis, and again, one needs empirical evidence. What we see, that the evidence is so strong on an alternative hypothesis, which is that these cops were probably incompetent to begin with or poorly trained and certainly poorly supervised. The Memphis Police Department is now being investigated by the federal government. This is one instance where I think uh, the Department of Justice has a basis for looking into a police department. The police chief has said, oh, no, we have great training. Uh, we'll see. But she has said we don't have enough cops to give adequate supervision to officers involved in these these tactical difficulties. And, again, we, they, we will not have enough cops. Uh, to give adequate supervision as long as the president, the mainstream media, the Democratic Party keep insisting that cops are racist. Why, you know, would you, would your son want to go into a profession that says he's a racist automatically? Of course not. And, and people are fed up and that's why they're leaving. Yeah. And, and it's not just, uh, if, if what the uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats are pushing about systemic racism is true. C cops are racist. So are teachers. Everybody is because it's everywhere. Uh, I think it was just a few days ago, Biden talked about how there are still white people out there who like to take pictures at lynchings. Did you see well, that one? No, I didn't. I mean, this yeah. is just hysteria. Right now, uh, racism is the go-to explanation for problems that nobody wants to talk about, which is the vast academic skills gap and the crime gap. Mm -hmm. The fact that an institution is not racially proportionate is not evidence of racism. But right now, that is what our standard explanation is, is that if a, if a engineering lab, if an Alzheimer's research lab does not have 13% blacks, it's because the standards for admission and hiring are racist. No, our standards are not racist. The solution is not to lower our standards. It is to close those vast academic skills gaps that prevent proportional representation and to close 
the vast crime gaps that mean that blacks are overrepresented in prisons and in other aspects of the criminal justice system. Police do arrest blacks at higher rates. They do stop blacks at higher rates, not because the police are racist, because, but because if they want to protect minority victims from crime, they have to be in minority neighborhoods because that's where crime is being committed at wildly disproportionate rates. Blacks between the ages of 10 and 24 die of gun homicide at 25 times the rate of whites in that same age bracket. Why? They're not being killed by cops. They're not being killed by whites. They're being killed by these insanely unsocialized black teenagers who are driving down streets and spraying gunfire wildly across sidewalks. Dozens of blacks die of homicide every single day. That's more than all white and Hispanic homicide victims combined, even though blacks are only 13% of the population. Again, nobody wants to talk about that problem. Instead, we're blaming the messenger, which is the police. And um, we're talking to uh, Heather MacDonald. She's the author of a new book called When Race Trumps Merit, but she's also written a lot of uh, a lot of material and books about this issue, a war on cops or cops racist, um, and you've been I, I, you're, you wrote a book, are cops racist, as far back as two thousand and three, um, Heather, and so you've been looking at this for a long time. And what's changed? That's twenty years. What's changed for better or worse since your, your book that you wrote in two thousand and three? Nothing has changed for the better. Much has changed for the worse. The George Floyd race riots produced an absolute collective mental breakdown in this country, in our elite institutions, when it wasn't just the New York Times uh, and the Democratic Party talking about phony police, phantom police racism. It was the leaders of our you know, mainstream institutions, law firms, corporations, banks, uh, certainly universities, all proclaiming that, that the George Floyd incident was the result of systemic racism and that policing is systemically racist. Uh, so nothing has gotten better. The, the conceit that cops are racist has only gotten worse. And one of the chapters in that book, John, was talking about black cops, and m- most of them are completely in this absolutely same camp as any other type of cop. And it can be a uplifting experience to go to an inner-city police precinct because it's, it's totally post-racial. You know, the black cops, the white cops, the Hispanic cops all have the same goal in mind, which is to provide protection to their communities, and they're sick of criminals being excused by the elite establishment. Do you, uh, in your in your piece at um, at, um, at City Journal, you have some amazing uh, things in there from back in the mid nineties. Uh, you point out the, about the lowering of standards for new cops. Uh, so that's been around. We're talking about thirty years, going on thirty years or more. Um, some of the, could you talk about some of the? Uh, could you go over some of those things that you you point out in your piece that that were being done beginning in the nineties to lower the standards? Well, in Philadelphia Police Department, uh, whites were passing the entrance exam for police, uh, the police academy, at four times the rate of blacks. And so, as usual, the conclusion was, therefore, the exam must be racist. Nobody was allowed to say that maybe, on average, blacks have much lower uh, academic skills, which they do. I mean, every every single standardized test shows that. They're barely, many places, you know, 12th graders are barely able to read. So they basically suspended the exam. They said, we're going to simply admit blacks in the proportion that they're taking the exam, even if they scored way below the passing grade of 70. And uh, they got rid of, you know, background checks, criminal background checks. And what resulted was the 39th police district scandal, where you had just dozens of cops that were being convicted for felonies, for conspiracy to commit murder for drug extortion uh and uh, uh integrity office looked at six months chosen randomly in the mid 1990s and found just 
like 17 officers in a six-month period that had been convicted of the most heinous felonies. This happened in Miami, where the city commissioner said that 80% of all new hires to the police academy, this is in the 1980s, had to be minorities. And what resulted was the River Cop scandal of, again, massive shakedowns of drug dealers, uh, people involved in dealing themselves. You saw this in New York City, the 30th the so-called Dirty 30 in the 30th Precinct, where, again, cops had been admitted with very low standards, uh, still involved in, you know, their gangs back home. So when you lower standards, as we're doing, and we're doing it, again, for two reasons. One, because there's so few cops at this point, and crime is going up, and so you get in this vicious cycle. Crime is going up. Police can't respond. They're under stress. They know if they make a stop, they won't necessarily get back up. So they back off. Crime goes up again, and and then you need more officers. But, of course, you've got this racism narrative that prevents coming in. And then we're lowering standards for the sake of diversity. When you lower standards, you get more abuse. You get You get more corruption. The, the Obama administration did a study of the Philadelphia Police Department and found that black and Hispanic officers were more likely than white officers to shoot an unarmed black out of so-called threat misperception error, which is when you mistake a cell phone for a gun. So admitting police officers on the basis of diversity does not do any favors to the population that you claim is being oppressed by cops. There's a famous story about um, Jesse Jackson. Uh, someone asked him, or I don't know why he, he pointed it out in response to a question or whatever, but he, he said that if he had been standing at a, an ATM and he heard footsteps behind him, if he turned around and saw that the four young people coming up behind him were white, he would, he would, uh, there would be a sigh, a sigh of relief on his part because he'd be happy that they weren't black. And that's... That doesn't. That's not because Jesse Jackson is racist, but it's. And I think this applies to cops. It's because he's observant and he knows that most of the crimes are being committed by young black men as opposed to young white men. Doesn't mean you not don't have a chance to be robbed or beaten beaten up or killed by some white guys. But that's not racism. It's just it's just being observant, isn't it? The data is just very clear. Again, why do blacks die of homicide at so much higher rates? It's because they're committing homicide at such higher rates. The police shootings of blacks are irrelevant. In 2022, there were seven allegedly unarmed blacks fatally shot by the police. And and I use that alleged with, with great specificity, but I won't go into it now. Out of 10,000, likely over 10,000 black homicide victims, seven versus 10,000. Those 10,000 are killed almost to a person by other blacks. The, the rate of interracial violence between whites and blacks and whites and, and blacks and whites, blacks commit 88% of it. We see these videos, you know, the media stopped reporting the race of suspects long ago but the, the the photographs, the videos don't lie. The the inner city, the the urban epidemic we have now of shoplifting, of theft, of of beating up of Asians, it is overwhelmingly coming out of the inner city. Nobody wants to talk about that problem. It is a acute problem of so failure of socialization. The the face of inner city of street crime in our country today is the face from the inner city and and until we look at that head on and stop blaming the cops it's only going to get worse because there are thousands and thousands of hard-working law-abiding inner city residents minority residents who deserve to live free from fear they want more cops they want more proactive policing and they do not get the protection that they deserve and that whites take for granted. And the media does not give a damn about black lives. It doesn't give a damn about those dozens of black children that are mowed down in their beds, in their front porches, in their parents' car. doesn't give a damn because they're not killed by the police. But those hardworking parents, those children deserve protection. They're not going to get it as long as Biden keeps pumping out this racism narrative. 
Well, the way you put it in your piece at City Journal was that the only thing that will get policing out of its death spiral is the widespread repudiation of the racism narrative. Heather, I'm out of time. Always great to have you on. Nobody does a better job on this than you do, and I'm always happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Okay, that's Heather McDonald. The new book is When Race Trumps Merit. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden declared unwavering support for Ukraine during a speech in neighboring Poland. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Speaking to an outdoor crowd of thousands in Warsaw, the president said the world was bracing for the fall of Ukraine's capital city, Kiev, a year ago. Well, I just come from a visit to Kiev, and I can report Kiev stands strong. And he delivered this message to Russia's Vladimir Putin. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided, and we will not tire. The president visited Ukraine and Poland this week to rally Western allies ahead of the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion. Greg Clugston, Washington. A trial of a four-day work week in Britain has found that an overwhelming majority of the 61 companies that participated will keep going with the shorter hours, and that most employees were less stressed and had better work-life balance. This is SRN News. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. See it early February 22nd. In theaters everywhere beginning February 24th. Go to JesusRevolution.movie. America is giving away its inventions and technology to China. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. The shocking new movie, Innovation Race, exposes the potential Chinese takeover of 5G and the Internet, threatening America's economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. Watch the movie, Innovation Race, now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1250, The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. Mayor Pete is often mentioned as a viable presidential candidate someday. It ain't going to be Biden next year. I think it'll be Gavin Newsom. But on that short list, you often hear people say, Pete Buttigieg, no more. Not after this. There's no way. Democrats can't defend this. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon. On AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. 
Weather. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 29. Rain at times tomorrow, high 56. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, breezy and mild. Couple of showers, low 52. Temperatures rising through the 50s overnight. Couple of showers Thursday morning, otherwise mostly cloudy. Increasingly windy with temperatures breaking the record from 1922. We'll see a high Thursday of 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So what happened at Project Veritas? The guy who founded it and was the front man for some of the greatest exposés in American media history, James O'Keefe, is out. Victoria Taft of PJ Media and the Adult in the Room podcast has known O'Keefe for a long time. She joins us now. Victoria, long time, no talk. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year to you, Steigerwald. Same to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. So um, the board of directors told O'Keefe, this is kind of what my, my golf pro told me a long time ago, told him to take two weeks off and quit. Um, I, uh, <laughs> what, what did he do to make them so mad? He has uh, an organization around him that is accountable to folks that are on the board, uh, their donors and all that stuff. They're a 501c3, so they are accountable to uh, the IRS and all of the other folks in government that override or oversee, rather, these kinds of organizations. And so uh, he, he ran afoul of the board's expectation of what a guy in charge, a CEO of Project Veritas, should or can do. And and that was what they said really called out of their attention to uh, his spending and the fact that he might be misusing funds. Now, by that, I mean not misusing, like legally misusing them, but rather uh, just using them in a way that they didn't see was seemly. And, you know, I, I have to I have to say there are some times where I wonder what James is doing. I mean, for example, uh, he loves he loves his theatrical productions. He's been a he's been a theater kid from the gate for a long, long time. And yet and he indulges that through Project Veritas and the board wondered, well, what the heck's that, that all about? Why are we spending money doing this? This does not exactly further the idea of this explosive rebel journalism that we are, you know, famed for. And, uh, you know, so things like that, it, it, it was it sort of threw him for a loop, but it was beyond that. It was, uh, hey, he took a charter jet down to somewhere and they said that he had planned to he said he was going to talk to a donor, and indeed he may have, but it was also a side trip that he was able to do something personal, and they said that there was way too much of that. Him taking, quote-unquote, black cars to meetings and that sort of thing uh, when he could have taken, I don't know, an Uber. But I don't think that the board really, I think, for, really appreciates the notoriety he has out there. It would be tantamount to Mike Wallace coming uh, into a, a room and everyone knowing who he is and going, oh, what the hell? I got to get out of here because here, here comes Mike Wallace. Run. Yeah, yeah what did I do? Run. They got me. <laughs> yeah, what did I do? What do they have on me? So I think there's a yin and a, a yang. There's a, there's a, a way to look at this that uh, is certainly more... I love, I love James O'Keefe. I love him. I appreciate what he has done for Project Veritas. I don't think there is a Project Veritas without James O'Keefe. And I think that the board really stepped in it with this. That being said, there are issues that they could have, you know, if they just sort of like sand down the sharp corners, sharp edges a little bit on him. Uh, and by that, I mean yelling at people who work for them and, uh, you know, curbing his spending or at least making stating a case for why he needs to take a, a private car to these events. Uh, the, the guy's just been... He gets death threats. He's been shaken down by the FBI. He's been lit up by the feds over and over and over. And he has survived each and every one of them, save one. And he said he'd never let it happen again. And that was, remember, the Mary Landrieu thing, where she said, Senator Mary Landrieu of Louisiana, who said, I've, I haven't gotten any calls about you know Obamacare. I mean, what are you people talking about? And James uh, dressed up as a telephone repairman this is when nobody really knew what he looked like and goes in there and, and passes him as a buddy's office as tele or as a telephone repairman and, and they you know whatever for whatever reason it was a, a uh, they threw the book at the guy 
And they said, oh, we're going to get you. You know, Mike Wallace had done it. Of course, no big deal. But what he did was he pled guilty to a lesser offense. And as a result, was just really pretty, pretty much put in a box for literally years. He couldn't travel. He couldn't do all, all manner of things. They said, I will never do that again. I will never bow the knee. I will never bend the knee to these people. And indeed, he hasn't. He has put it to these folks at every turn, every legal rock and boulder they place in front of him. He jumps over. He will, he'll, he'll battering ram through it. He lawyers up and he fights. And that's what we love about him. And um, how long have you known him? Well, I mean, I don't know, know him. Like, we're not buddies or anything. Although, I mean, I, I, I was just taking him aside a couple of times where I said, hey, this is not cool. You need to change that. Or I, I don't like what one your people did here. And because I love journalism, right? And I know he's a journalist and he didn't come up through the official journalism channels, J School and all that jazz. Neither did I. But I've learned a few things and I'm a lot older than he is. And, and I, he, he probably should listen to people like me. Okay. And, um, and there have just been a couple of times where I said that this person has an association with you, and I think you ought to just cut loose this association because this is not, this will not redound well for you. <laughs> okay, this is not good for your organization. Yeah. Uh, and so that I'll say no more about that. But just suffice it to say, he pushed back hard, and I pushed back harder. And I, I don't know that anything was ever done or changed as a result of it. But, you know, I feel I'm that kind of a, an acquaintance with him and I've mm-hmm. met him in person and um, I just think the world of him and uh, I think he's really gutsy, but you know, sometimes you can just smell your own, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. too much. And, and, you know, and, and so I think that might be what was going on. And I think also, you know, as I've said before, uh, there is no project Veritas without James O'Keefe, right? Uh, and so what would happen is, as a result of the fact that he is infamous in some circles and famous in others, he's famous in mine, mm-hmm. he, um, what he, he can't just go out there and do all the undercover stuff. He conceives of the ideas. He helps uh, create the way in which they'll do it. He games stuff out, and he hires people to do that, right? And so people got upset, I guess, uh, as I understand it, that he would come in at the, at the very end and, and do a video and intro the video and and make him, himself a star of the video, when indeed it wasn't. It was one of the people who wouldn't have a job were it not for him, right? right? Okay, right. so uh, he can't go undercover. I mean, that's just not possible. So therefore, they'd get PO'd because he'd come in there. Like so the old joke about the law enforcement agencies where, you know, the FBI comes at the very last and, and uh, yeah. takes a victory lap and then takes credit. And so that's what they accused him of doing and and he does he yells at people now see i i'm i'm not a yeller but i am a person who will not hold anyone else to different standards than that which i would uh, force on myself mm-hmm. I, I work hard and and i think that's what he does and and he he doesn't suffer fools and sometimes he doesn't play well with others in the in the workplace um and and he's a taskmaster okay i i just don't see that there's I mean, quick, call the FBI, okay? I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. There are all kinds of leaders like this of different organizations. And if you don't like it, the people who don't like that, they, they, they either figure out a way to work around that or work with that person or they get the hell out. And, and so I don't understand why that was just a huge sticking point with so many people. Or, and, and, and indeed, there was a letter that went around uh, to the different employees at Project Veritas, and some of the people said, well, yeah, he's, he's, kind, he's kind of mean sometimes. And it's like, well, I mean, and, and the, the letter stipulates that not everyone saw everything. So, I mean, you're just going based on rumor, which I think they're all journalists there. I'm pretty sure that you, know, you might want to see it for yourself before you sign a letter with your freaking name and right, say that right. guy's bad news, okay? So, anyway. Well, um, uh, everything you described there about him, again, I, I've never met him, obviously. Um, my perspective from outside here would be that I don't, th- with all the things that you, you listed some faults of his there that are legitimate complaints, and I'm sure you observed them and were fair about it, but from someone who doesn't know him but sees his body of work, I got to oh, yeah. believe that you have to be kind of like the guy you just described in order to be able to pull off what he did. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't do what he does. I'm looking at the, one of their uh, the board's letter uh, that they issued after James had put out his video yesterday, uh, which I put on the PJ Media article, and you can see it and just go through his bit-by-bit, point-by-point um, point takedown of what the board had done. Yes, he had, this is all in, in his perception. And the, and the uh, board comes back out and says, well, you know, there were $60,000 in losses after he put his Project Veritas experience together. It was a big show, starring, of course, the star of Project Veritas, uh, James O'Keefe. And he's, like I said, a theater kid, and he put this big production on. And I think he sees this as a uh, you know, a template to repeat in, in years to come, okay? And uh, so they lost money on Oh, well, quick, I'm sorry. And this is an issue because why exactly? He also, he also countermanded what the board had said. Well, we have charter jets he goes well how am i going to make a meeting in new york wisconsin and la with donors on the same day unless i do that with a a private jet now i don't know there are a lot of people who are out to get the guy clearly there are he's the guy who got ashley biden's diary by the way someone he got it from someone paid for it or however he he came into possession of it and he never published it. And why didn't he? Because he couldn't specifically verify or cross all the T's and dot all the I's on the verification of the diary. And this is the diary in which his uh, Joe Biden's daughter said that he had showered, her father had showered with her as a young person. And it just it made an imprint on her life, which she said in the diary contributed to why she was a sex addict. Okay. Now, this is very serious business. And the the FBI raided his home because he had this diary. Okay. And, and shook down uh, two others. I mean, just did the whole, tossed his whole house and two other former at that point, Project Veritas employees. Yeah. Uh, And so, I mean, this is no joke. You've got, you better have somebody in charge with some brass ones. And it doesn't sound like, the, the board's, you know, there for the handoff on this sort of stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was going to ask you. What happens now? What are the chances that this, that Project Veritas be, is still Project Veritas from this point I don't on? know. I really don't know. They, they, they said, that the board did in their statement, that, hey, we wanted him suspended from Project Veritas until such time that basically they did a forensic audit to determine whether or not um, there was just really incredibly lavish spending. They, they laid out a few things that they thought were sort of over the top. And uh, I think taken in the totality of his experience and his, his uh, you know, position, they may want to walk some of that back at a later date. I mean, and, and I understand that as a result of his Pfizer, uh, his, you know, his expose on Pfizer, which was absolute kryptonite. That thing was unbelievable. It's probably the biggest story in the country this year. Yeah. And the year's not done yet. The media, and, the media have done a really good job of ignoring it, but it, it should be much bigger than it has been. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, it's, it's absolutely shocking. I was going to ask you about, excuse me, um, uh, Victoria, but I was going to ask you about that. The timing of his departure with the uh, with the Pfizer, the last thing, the, the last big thing he did was the Pfizer story, and yeah. he's gone. Is there any connection there? Do you think? I mean, I think he says that he, what he would like to intimate is that there was some cause and effect. The board, I did not address that issue, but they do lay out issues that they believe are important. The Washington Post put it together. Uh, in that the IRS is really interested in finding out if his 501c3 is uh, in comportment with all the proper uh, uh, accounting rules and all that stuff. So my guess is that somebody leaned on somebody. And and I'm sure that they were really bugged by some of the things he'd done, that whole Project Veritas experience. I mean, honestly, I heard about it, and I was going, what the hell are you doing, James? You know, why are you doing that? I mean, you really do blemish yourself when you do these things but i mean he he's the guy i I, i'm not gonna maybe there's some useful something that comes out from that i i have no idea 
but but you cannot deny that the timing was interesting. Indeed, they had the timing of this thing. The board got in his, uh, you know, suspended him in early February, which is right after it dropped, right after the Pfizer thing dropped. Mm-hmm. And the Washington Post making a deal, a big deal about the 501c3 uh, and the uh, IRS connection. You and I both know we're not we're not uh, you know we just weren't born this morning. We know that the feds are looking at this guy. They would love nothing sure. more than to shut down James O'Keefe. And the timing looks suspicious. And I think perhaps we ought to once again remind ourselves that the old saw that there are no coincidences. And certainly in a a vast array, the whole trajectory of quote-unquote coincidences and lies and all kinds of things that we've seen from our quote-unquote intelligence uh, community and the IRS in 2012, where they, you know, put the thumb on the scale against people who were 504 mm-hmm. C3 or 501C4s, I should say, and organizations like that, and then tried to get rid of a bunch of uh, conservative organizations and succeeded to a large extent. So, I mean, we've seen the IRS do something like this before. Uh, the Washington Post begins to uh, connect a dot there. The board is concerned, so somebody dropped dimes somewhere and just said, hey, you know, meh, meh, meh. And and James O'Keefe, you know, he's indulging some of his his uh, you know theater guys. Yeah, stuff. we're talking to Victoria Taft of, of PJ Media and the Adult in the Room podcast. Uh, you would think, though, that the other the people on the board, other people at at uh, Project Veritas, um, would want to at least if they if they were thinking about getting getting rid of him, they should have waited three more months. I mean, he's been around for yeah. a long time, and 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 separate some, put some time in between the the Pfizer story and them getting rid of him. That's that seems mm-hmm. pretty oh, dumb yeah, for think. them to allow that to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, I the only thing I can suggest is, or it kind of looks like somebody's leaning on him, yeah. right? And uh, and what that is is, oh, geez, you know, he's spending all this money, and you know, it's a five hundred one c three, and you know, he might not have good ratings in the next uh, iteration of the uh, 501c3 charitable, you know. Yeah, the IRS whatever, will have you know, some that, questions, yeah. IRS. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, Charity Navigator. In fact, I don't even know if they're on Charity Navigator, but, you know, organizations like that that decide how to rate certain charities, of which this is is one, I mean, 501c3. So, um, so I, James hasn't said anything. I've reached out. I don't know. And I think he's probably under some sort of say nothing or you, and you yeah. won't get hurt rule. Uh, indeed, he, he leaked this. He leaked the video and, and all that stuff. So I'm not sure to the, the extent to which he's going to stay well, um, on yeah. this thing. But Yeah, I, I've got about a minute and a half left here with Victoria Taft of uh, PJ Media. Um, he, O'Keefe has shown everybody how this is done. Why do you suppose mm-hmm. there uh, aren't more people out there doing what Project Veritas has been doing? It, do- it doesn't seem, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to, to do it well, but it's not well, really that hard to do it if you want to try. Uh, James has said himself, you know, if the media were doing this, I wouldn't have to. If the media were telling these stories, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have a job. Right. David DeLauden, I uh, remember David DeLauden, yep. who, the guy who outed the, the Planned Parenthood thing, mm-hmm. he used some of the Selling same baby parts, yeah. Selling baby parts proved it. Had people admitting it on video. And you know what Kamala Harris did as an attorney general of the state of California? She tossed his house. She stole all of his tools of his trades. I say stole. Uh, they would right. say confiscate. Uh, she basically tried to put him out of business and put him on his back on his heels such that he had to get a lawyer and was basically ruined. Now, that's what they would do to James O'Keefe if they could. Mm-hmm. And why, and, and why haven't they been and able to do that? i got 30 seconds it. here. Why haven't they been that's able to do that? people don't do it. They see David the Lodden. They see what happened to that guy. They're going, well, yeah. Oh, they're not? Okay, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Shoot. Yeah. No, and he, did it. He, pl- he played it by the book. That guy did everything in public where there's no presumption of privacy. And, yeah. and he, still got, he still got rolled up by the feds or from by the state of California. Hey, Victoria, I'm out of time. I Always good to have you on, and I hope it's not we don't go as long the next time. Uh, ha- hope to have you back soon. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, that's Victoria Taft, PJ Media, Adult in the Room podcast.
If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Time for this. I want to read you a speech that someone gave recently and see if you can guess who it is. Here they lie constantly, pervert historical facts, do not stop attacks on our own culture. Um, let me see if... Uh, oh, uh, the Catholic Church and other traditional religious organizations in our country see what they do with their own people, the destruction of the family, cultural, and national identity, uh, perversion, mockery of children, pedophilia are declared to be the norm the norm of their life, and priests are forced to bless same-sex marriages. And God be with them, let them do what they want. What do I want to say here? Adults have the right to live as they want. We have always thought like this, and we always will. But no one will invade private life. We are not going to do this. I'm taking the time to read this, I'll explain in a second. But I want to tell them, look at the Holy Scriptures, the main books of all other world religions. Everything is said there. But I want to tell them, look at the Holy Scriptures. And they say that, including that the family is the union of a man and a woman. I'm going to give this away. The person saying this is Vladimir Putin. And I'm reading the... Translation at the bottom of the screen here as he's giving his speech. As it became known, the Anglican Church, for example, plans to consider the idea of a gender-neutral God. What can we say? Forgive us, Lord, they do not know what they do. This is Vladimir Putin talking. Take that for what it's worth. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.